Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, Ometeo, Tonansi, Tonato. We start out on this new road. No turning back. But we have our ancestors with us. We're going to continue to dance with them. Dreaming them. Calling them. We are becoming what we were. It is borrowed that Maya prophecies. Seven triangles of light. Keep walking. You are the spirit of Unaku. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unaku. to us and speaking to the people of the 20th 
history about who built this place and why and what they felt and what they thought about the world. These are not anonymous people anymore. You are the spirit of Unaku. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unaku. Yo, yo, LA Natives Podcast, Las Aslan. LA Natives Podcast, man, dog. That LA Native show that went down, Custer's Last Stand, was just history in the making, right, Zero? You know, what I got out of it was the people that really loved what, the, the people that really love what we do were there. And, you know, we would have liked to sell it out completely, you know, but we had other things that were competing. But, you know, even though we were competing with Back to Basics and, you know, shout out to Back Back to Basics. That was a, a, a great event. Shout out to Viva Mescal throwing a dope ass event out there in East L.A. I think it's and called the Lighter Fluid or something. The Lighter Fluid. Shout out to everyone on that bill. And shout out to the L.A. Natives podcast event. Yeah, it was a great show. I mean, I think the, peop- the people that showed up to play really kind of understood our movement. You know, it, it's not it's not a, a movement that that's radicalized. Although some of the lyrics can be viewed that way, and and that's but it what, was more cohesive, right? Yeah. And and to look down the line, this is what the purpose of the podcast is for: to give you guys great content to watch and to listen to, and then to go to our events. Yeah, to go to plant based Aslan, to go to these hip hop. Indigenous hip hop gatherings, right? Right. Well, the more we gather, the more we get to we get from. You know what? You know what I noticed about that night, Armando, is that people remembered someone from the last time. Yeah. Oh, hey, dude, I remember you, or whatever. That's kind of cool. We, we saw a lot of familiar faces, and most importantly, we saw a lot of new faces. Well, yeah. Shout out to the plant based Aslan familia, the Malinali familia that. You know, I was just hitting up all the customers that were going and that, that were feeling the vibe of understanding the indigenous story of genocide and surviving of genocide and and coming with, you know, medicinal and sovereign thoughts all at once in one venue with with a group of not only one group that thinks that way, but you got Dakota Bear, you got myself, you got um, Desosomok, you had Witches Brew. I mean, the lineup was diverse as fuck. I'm sure the our audience, and most importantly, you and me, we we have to give a huge thanks to Dakota Bear to, from traveling absolutely all bro. the way from Canada, and, and then coming down here. to Malinali and just being a part of the crew. Like he didn't separate himself; he didn't feel like you know timid or or overconfident. I mean, I think it was Los Angeles is something that you need to cultivate. It doesn't just happen overnight, and I'm only telling you that because I've been doing Los Angeles and be, you know, saying I'm an artist from Los Angeles for over 25 years, you know. And, you know, the message is the message and sometimes it's received, sometimes it isn't. But if you keep grinding and you keep cultivating and coming, and that's what he said. He said he'd be back. And, and if he does come back, then we need to do something small, you know, something or, or if we can get the catch, whatever. We just got to be a family and just continue to gather as we've been gathering you know, for the past two years. And uh, this time around, I think now that Malinali, you know, when we started um, the first annual LA Natives podcast event, 
I barely had started the store. So I was just grinding there 16, 18 hours a day, you know? Absolutely. Now I have time. And it's time to really kind of put my hands in the soil and put together things that the community needs, which is workshops, follow-up workshops, you know? And we got a big event coming up that, that I'm honored to be on, which is the Mortal Technique Show, July 22nd at the Catch One. Shout out to Immortal Technique for coming and, and blessing the fam with his powerful message. And um, it's an honor to be on that lineup, dude. Absolutely. Thank you, you, Armando. No, bro, it, you don't have to thank anyone. Thank the L.A. underground hip-hop community. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately, you know, the people know who they want to see. And that's true, bro, because when it comes to, like, shout out XP, shout out Val9, Shout out all these young, these in individuals that are putting their version of, of of music and art, Nug Life, you know. Absolutely. All that. You know, it's, it was just a powerful, um, encouraging, um, motivating event because I want to keep following it up, you know. Maybe not necessarily with performances, but, you know, something of the nature of, of advancing the movement to where it needs to go. Right, right. Just like the LA Natives podcast event and just like this Immortal Technique event, there's a lot of sub- substance behind it. There's a message. There's a calling behind these, this, this music, right? Well, I mean, when you become an artist that starts to advocate for people who have not been advocated for, for 500 years, you shoot up the limelight, you know? You shoot up to the predominant spot, and that's where Technique put himself, you know? And, and he delivered, he delivered by being one of the most prolific lyricists on a political stance since Public Enemy, bro. Yep. I mean, come on, dude. And they, of course they're going to try to squash him and put him down and, you know, keep him in the lower ranks of whatever they think they're doing. But his message is strong. He has a good following. And I don't expect anything else but a sellout there. Absolutely. And this is why this show is so important, man. We are our, our, our guests coming up. Well, everybody who listens to this show obviously listens to immortal technique and you know val nine and the underground that bubbles in in los angeles that it creates these um diverse acts where you have to walk a tight tightrope to kind of keep interest you know and that's why i keep developing my show um i've evolved from other projects that i've been involved in since 1999 and so now it's time to really kind of hit the big leagues and i i consider this next show um july 22nd immortal technique um val 9 xp chino xl myself dj survive dj warlock one pause one pause one i mean dude you're putting together some really solid in your face hip-hop shows bro oh bro it's gonna be amazing it's Um, gonna be a crazy night anyone tuning in Anyone that's going to listen to us or watch this on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, man, just come out to the event. It's going to be historical. Get your tickets now before it sells out. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I mean, they're affordable and, you know, we got to keep things. We have the one thing that our ancestors had and our, our community always really kind of paid attention to is art. And how we use this art to explain our situation Sometimes it could be too much for people, but sometimes is other people can can understand the maybe 
horrific but yet triumphant story of indigenous lives yep so and and forever we feel like you know since it's been 500 years that we had to defend ourselves from racist individuals um defend ourselves from people who don't understand that we were fed an illusion of a better life if we were to cross that border you know and then if you put up a taco stand and someone don't agree with it they're there you know kind of destroying your work and this is why this show is so important because the guest we have today he's he he's in the front lines he's he's out there exposing this 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 bullshit that, that goes down it's an interesting it's an interest i would love to have a conversation with individuals that really kind of feel like you know we have to say something and put something out there and um i think when the um the world of how i say activism or and the and the world of art kind of you know marry each other then you're going to see some prolific movements in the world absolutely let's go ahead and bring eating in right now Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. How you doing, brother? <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Como están? Bien, bien. Yo, my man, I just want to thank you again. I was talking to you earlier off air, man, and just want to thank you for accepting this invite, man. I think this is going to be a, a, a dope interview right here. Absolutely. I always like to get into the minds of individuals that, you know, take their time to expose certain things and then find the motivation of that. You know, what is the motivation? Because it's the same thing as, you know, oh, wow, I'm observing life and then I write music out of it, you know. But, um, yeah, introduce yourself, dude, and l let us know what you, you focus on. For sure. Uh, my name is Eden Alex Enamorado, and I'm a street vendor activist. Sweet. Bro, that's, like, straight to the point right there, man. Right. And from from what I've seen and from what I've heard of you, man, you're – you're you're truly out there and you do it in a different way like how zero kind of explained it it's like you you you're, you're a street vendor activist social media it's art and you're blending and you're blending it together bro that's 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 how i see it like you're yeah. you're an artist a true heart bro you know yeah art art is all about helping people i'm and i used to make music too and and you know, it's a beautiful thing when you make a song and it actually changes someone's perspective mm -hmm. or helps them with their trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's the same thing here. You know, and the only the only blessing that I get to see, I get to see it right when it happens. You know, when we help people, right? And it's um with music, it's kind of harder, right? When you put out a song, and that's a sad thing. But when you go out to your con to concerts, like for LA Natives, which we just had, and um that's when you get to see it right so it's 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 very similar well to gather those people together in that same energy and you know and and walk that i try to walk a balance between you know art and activism you know yeah because a long time ago when i was a kid and i started my road in in um you know si singing songs for the community in terms of their awareness an elder pulled me aside and said bro you got to have a balance to this he's all because if not, it'll just take you and eat you up and spit you out. And then, you know, someone else will just take your place. Right. How and, did you find that? Alan, sorry. For, um, well, I no, that that's OK. I think what I did was I went inside deeper and I put my instead of like regurgitating things that I've learned or or trying to be creative about some someone else's words. I tried to create my own words in my own way. And I think that's what he meant. 
Don't mm-hmm. get caught up in anger because you could be following somebody who's very angry. Do your own version of, um, of what you feel, right? And when you do that, then you become your own entity, right? It's not, it's yeah. together, but together very strong, but not the same thing as others, right? Yeah. And that, that may, you, can, you know, when we look at the story of activists, you got to go, you look at the big picture, not just the good things they've done. You know, the, right. what's the big picture and what was the outcome of their work? So I really admire you, one, because, I mean, how hard is it for, to be a street vendor, right? And then have someone come and destroy all of your hard work, maybe your little bit of money of investment, and be afraid to call authorities because, you know, I would imagine that's why they don't call the cops or whatever, right? They, they yeah. just kind of let people do it, right? That's what I've seen on Instagram. A lot. A I lot mean, of them. A lot of them don't don't call the cops. I would say a huge majority. I've, I see it every day. Mm. You know, um, every time, wherever I go, I pull over every time I see a street vendor and I give them either a pepper spray. I get their contact information in case they ever need anything, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say about 95% of the times, they, they tell me, um, you know, me atacaron hace dos semanas or they attacked wow. me two weeks ago. I was robbed here. I was robbed there. Uh, I didn't call the cops, you know, because I don't know. I'm scared of getting deported or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's and I try to tell them, well, this is a sanctuary state. It's a, it's a little, you know. Next time, either you don't, if you don't want to call the cops, fine. Next time it happens, just call me, and then we can guide you through some help. But it's it sucks, man, and it breaks my heart, man, and and, and it's and it's sad because now I'm. I don't know what's going on with me because now I'm feeling numb now. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my partner always tells me like, how do you feel about this? This just happened. And it's kind of like when your when your kid falls, man, and like you you don't even think about it, you just run over there and just pick them up, right? right? And that's 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 how I feel now. But it's it's I mean, I mean, I'm even asking myself this question, like, so is something wrong with me now? Like it's it's not that I don't get angry, it's just I just want to help, man. And and people ask me this all the time, like, what's my goal, right? um with helping stream vendors and to be honest dude like i'm you know i grew up in Kareh in southeast la you know i'm a convicted felon and i kind of know you know i've been I've, I've had a few rodeos right so it's like mm-hmm. i put myself in 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 a, in a person's mind who is attacking a streamer and i'm like i just want to prevent a death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i i really want to prevent a death like i i i just i can like during the pandemic man it was so tough because like i i felt so helpless and and i got to the point where i had to hire ppo licensed um security guards with guns to stand out there with street vendors in watts south central and long beach because those were the areas that were being targeted the most Mm -hmm. to literally stand out there with vendors who were vulnerable for six to eight hours wow it got to that point because cops they they don't do anything but show up after the crime and they write a little report and then that's it you know but we you have to be there with them to prevent this you know yeah um, and what, 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 why? I mean, because usually, I mean, what I've seen, the people that do it, obviously, there's all diverse people that do it, right? They go up to street vendors and destroy their food and, you know, tell them to get out of here or go back to their country, whatever it is. But the majority of it in like South Central, right? Like in that South Central Compton area, it's been black people, is what I'm trying to say. And it's not saying that I'm, putting a blanket on all black people i'm just saying what i've seen on tiktok it's been like african-american people attacking another person of color is what i'm trying to point out it's like two people of color are just fighting over one is just frustrated 
And the other one is yeah. trying to make it. What a perfect yeah. system. You know what I mean? To be in that. I mean, for, for, for people who have power, for people who have, because imagine if um, uh, all these street vendors were organized enough to create food courts that rival food courts in big malls, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what we're doing with, uh, with Yangis. Yeah. Um, it's a great This idea. is a, an, an organization that has been doing this in Orange County. We're going to bring this to, to LA. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also already some. There's Avenue 26 and Pico Rivera Sports Arena. That it's a safe haven for vendors to sell. But that's we, we want to keep expanding, right? Um, and, you know, and during the pandemic, the working class lost about $300 billion. Mm-hmm. And oligarchs gained and profited it off the pandemic and gained $300 billion. And I guess it's, I guess it's kind of like the divide and conquer type of strategy where you have people in our communities just fighting amongst each other for resources because that's exactly what's happening. But both, you know? and, both um, very poor. Like, there's yeah. no reason. Like, I could yeah. see, like, you know, those, those neo-Nazi middle-class individuals that just, you know, feel like this person's not paying taxes and I have to pay taxes, so fuck this dude or her or this woman. Yeah. And, and but when, it, when I see a poor... Like, obviously, they look, they didn't look wealthy and it didn't look like they were mad because they weren't paying tax. They were just mad. Like, and, and they had somebody to take it out on. And that person was happened to be right there, right in the path of someone being upset and frustrated. And I I hope I didn't, you know, make it seem like African-American people are against any, but it's just, it's, it's more of a poverty thing, in my opinion. Like, you know, when you have, because I mean, like you, you made a pretty good example, like Avenue 20, uh, is it 26, right? It's 26 market yeah. or something. Yeah. Avenue 26 yeah. market. I mean, I love what they, 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 they shut them down. Right. And they're like, you can't do this. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? You can't do this. And what did they do? They became creative and they went, okay, well, we're all going to go to Pico Rivera, you know, and, and, and break up, be united. And, and suppose, and you know, it went off pretty good. I mean, I seen the young, the, and so that that's the idea with youngies, right? Yes. Kind of have thing. a safe haven what? for these individuals. Yeah. Under an umbrella where they don't have to worry about permits or anything because under the um, the federally recognized, like whatever it's, um, uh, what is it, a farmer's market, they, they won't have to worry about anything because uh, it's um, the Department of Public Health. You know, I hate when people spit this rhetoric, right? They, Why don't they just get their permits? Why don't they do it the legal way? Where well, people knew, I mean, I didn't know this at the beginning when I got involved. The Department of Public Health has only approved a tamale cart. Hmm. Um, they make it close to impossible to get a permit if you have a taco, a taco cart, a uh, elote cart, mm-hmm. a churro cart. Mm-hmm. Um, they, because they haven't even um, came up with the agreements of, of what they want to approve, right? Mm-hmm. So it sucks, man. It sucks. And, and a lot of these vendors, they've tried. You know, the Department of Public Health, out of like 10,000 eligible applicants, they've only approved 160 throughout the whole year of 2021. Wow. You know, so that's a lot of stuff that people don't know. And, and, and I think it, it has to do a lot with these attacks, man. A lot, a lot of restaurants too are envious. And, but I've seen a lot of people who owned restaurants during the pandemic who lose out, who lost the restaurants and now they have to go and street band it. So, I mean, there's a variety of resources that we have right now, dude, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty concerned right now. Now, right now that it's summer, I swear it's, I can't even catch up, man. It's two to three attacks a week right now. Wow. It just exploded. It exploded. Yeah, bro. It's a, it exploded. Right. Like right now, I haven't even you know what's funny, dude? Like I um <clears throat> I know Sean King and 
I used to always ask myself, like, how come he doesn't post this situation or that situation, this and that? And then I'm I'm backed up now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm backed up with cases. Like there's like two, three videos that happened in other cities that I, I, I haven't even got a chance to even get a hold of that because I'm still dealing with two, three situations here just so far this week. It's, it sucks. Man. Well, so, I mean, I think that's where that, that uh, that's where our creativity would come together. Right. Like yeah. it, it, it sounds like you went from being an activist, to almost a news reporter. Right. Because everybody came yeah. to you with this information like, oh, go tell homie over here. And, you know, now you're the news guy. Right. And exactly I've never I've never seen a newspaper, a news network do it with just one person, you know. No. And so that's where the creativity and that's what I suggest. And if anything, you know, one is interviewing you on LA Native so people know what's happening, yeah. that there are massive, tremendous attacks on very innocent people who are just trying to feed their family. They're, they're trying to pay rent. They probably live with three or four other people or four other families. And you and, know. and best believe, uh, you know, in, in, in a lot of these cases, if Eden wasn't involved, the media wouldn't have caught up to it as soon yeah. as they did. Yeah. That's how I see it. I, like, I mean, I think they're, the work they're, that you do, bro, like the media now follows you around and shit. But it should be the other way yeah. around, you know? It should be. It's sad, bro. Like, my contact right now, not to brag or nothing, like, I have literally, like, 10 staff members from Univision, 10 from Telemundo, NBC, ABC. I never had to call them. Now it's just, like, it's sort of like a routine now, and it's mm. sad. You know? Well, you know, how I happens, see it, yeah. how I see it with, you know, I'm super underground, independent. I'm always against the grain. I, like, we all know why the news wants to cover this is they want to sell ads. They Mm want to, you know, get as many eyeballs to their, Mm -hmm. to their Mm -hmm. uh, channel as possible, but they cover it one day and then it's brushed under the rug the next, right? Mm -hmm. Zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's the sad thing because yeah, I I think a different, a different approach has to happen. Not only on the side of, of, uh, uh, and I'm only, I'm only going towards like creative solutions. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying that, yeah. The solution has to be that, look, in, in, in richer, wider neighborhoods, there's night markets all the time, especially in summer, right? There's several vendors collectively, you know, on a street, shutting it down um, yeah. and, and doing what they do. And in that one market, they make maybe half their month of, of obligations, you know, with bills and rent yeah. and stuff like that because it's so popping, right? Now... We're just going to affect one area, but there's so many cities in Los Angeles and so many. We need to tell the vendors not to just pop up wherever they can, but pop up in a strategic manner together collectively, like the Tiangis idea, right? Like the Avenue yeah. 26 idea. That Those ideas, I mean, if they did four different markets in one month, I mean, they're, they're going to be okay. They wouldn't have to be in dangerous situations at 2 a.m. in the morning you know, on a street corner in a very dangerous neighborhood because that's just baiting yeah. everyone. A lot of the best entrepreneurs in the food business came from vending, mm-hmm. especially in the yeah. Raza scene, yeah. the Mexican restaurant yeah. scene. Like, yeah. And there should be, there should, be, I mean, th- that's the collectivity of, that's what I love about Mexico City is when I went to Mexico City, when a problem happened, everyone got together. Everyone got together and figured out a way and to the point where they were putting up iron fences in front of their neighbor. Like you couldn't go into the neighborhood after eight o'clock. Right. Because they closed the fences because collectively the community says, nah, after eight, only people that live here are allowed here. 
And that's how they kept their city safe from being raped or from being, you know, bullied by the police officers or whatever it is. That's the creativity of a community, right? And, uh, man, I feel you, brother. I feel you because I, I know that you want to stop this. You know, there's no need for it. But we also collectively have to look at it objectively in the big picture and say, man, those are very unsafe neighborhoods, one, and you're staying very late. You know, at that point, it becomes dangerous for you and your customer because, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, that's just the way I feel. That's not yeah. the, the thing, fact. The thing about the farmer's markets, like in rich, rich white neighborhoods, is that they they have the money to meet all the requirements from the Department of Public, Public Health. They have all the money to um, to meet the, the fees from the city. Um, we also have to understand that a lot of our vendors are undocumented. Yeah. So, they are scared to even give out their information. Mm. You know, that, that, that built up another block, you know? No, no, so I agree. I agree. But there's also, there's also a lot of poor cities that don't care. You know what I mean? And, and if yeah. it's done in a, like on a Sunday morning till Sunday, your early evening, you know, there's creative solutions. There's places, there's pockets, there's the networking of, of that, I know it's going to be like an impossible task to tell somebody, hey, you know right. what, it might be strategically, it might, but I think we're very intelligent and, and what blocks us from being ultra intelligent or massively intelligent or co it's a collective intelligence, right? Where people go, hey, you know what, let's do this market here, there, there, we could do it right here on this alley, blah, 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 instead of, and, you know, we'll collectively come together 10 each and then we just have to hire four security guards and boom, we got our shit done. And you know what I mean? Like collectively yeah. working together like I've seen in Mexico, you know, um, yeah. where there are and, no resources. In Mexico, there's no, you can't call nobody over there, hey, you know what, they're fucking yeah. with me over here. You know but, what I mean? But, but guys, how, how, how I see it, like especially how it's so polarized on social media, and like I said, if it wasn't for some of Eden's work, a lot of these uh, stories wouldn't even be out there as as, as uh, recognized as they are. Absolutely. But look, you know, half of it has to do with racism and discrimination. And then the other half has to do with just trying to get money, trying to get that cash, mm. you know, trying to, you know, pull a lick or come up in some way shape or form but you right? gotta collectively think but Eden, of right like, like you're you're battling racism theft attempted murder all at once right yeah and, and it got to the point in san diego there was there was these uh, uh these women vendors that were getting attacked by multiple people and i was just like dude i told my my my, my, my girl like we gotta drive out there we gotta go out there and i got frustrated dude and uh, we actually got in a fight with one of them, man. Like they mm. showed up and on a Wednesday morning, just antagonizing them, and it got to the point where it got it got violent. But it's funny, dude, because they ended up calling the cops on us, but then they ended up getting arrested because they're the ones that threw the first punch. Mm. Um, but it, it gets to the point where um, <clears throat> it's like it's uh, it's a lot of white supremacy going on, not just not just in San Diego, but just everywhere, especially after Trump won. A lot of the the people that weren't as vocal about it now they got like their wings, you know. Mm -hmm. They got they got they 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 now they they don't care about you know being a bigot out in the street in the open because they they have a feel like you know fifty percent of the country will back you up because that's how they feel. Well, I think, and, and I, I'm just just from my observations, you know, of, of being in this movement for so long. Not only just you know in in, in every aspect, right. 
And and when I the first years I started studying um like I don't know Malcolm X or you know Russell memes or anybody they always talked about like their cuz they were already older, right? They were in their 30s and they're t- and they're become very strong activists, right? But then they right. were talking about maybe when they were younger and how racist it was, right? So if we're going, well if they're going 30 years into their you know when they were kids and it was still racist. It's always been racist, bro. It's all America has never not been racist. I don't know. We, you know what stops us from thinking that it is? Is that we live around Mexican people, right? Our communities are. Think that we're safe, yeah. and, and we feel like, oh, yeah, there's no racism here. You know, we get it from the cop. Yeah, but that's every once in a while. And he doesn't really like, you know, he can't get everybody. You know what I mean? Obviously, they target people and that's racist. But I don't I, I tried to search in my in the data bank of of everything. And it's like, when has it not been racist? I mean, the land was stolen from indigenous people. That's already the the top of the top racism. It never stopped. And then maybe maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't racist before 1492, but it was racist after that. Well, yeah, definitely. It never, we never ever had a chant or there was never like, oh, look at the decade of, of like non-white supremacy or non-bigotry. And the whole Trump, oh, I got an excuse now to say it when, because Trump was elected. They, mm-hmm. They've always said it. You know what I mean? But they just, now they just feel like, oh, I could be a social media star after this. But like, that, right? But, just kind of like that. Friend. And that white supremacy trickles down into these inner cities with you know there's different levels of it there's there there's the guy driving the truck and then there's that rich guy who went to harvard and then there's that you know there's there it never went away it's always been here it's always been here and it won't go away that's their sickness it's not for us to cure it's for us to be very aware of and be so creative because creativity creates complexity for people who are very simple like they are Mm-hmm. People who are racist are very simple people. They're very cut and dry. You could see them a mile away. Yep. Even when they're even when they're have a tie and they act like they are not, you can see it a mile away if you're aware, mm-hmm. if you understand, if you are connected. You could see that. There's that, that's I think the shift of 2012 was that we would be able to see that. Mm. You understand? Because mm-hmm. before we couldn't see it. Before it was like, go to school, da da da. Oh shit, no, no, nobody's racist here. Yeah, but they kind of treat me weird. <laughs> you know, it's like I get treated <laughs> differently, but there's no. no I, I, That's uh, what they hammer in your head. Oh, look, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, Fuck, dude. I learned from Martin Luther King from fucking from uh, elementary all the way to fucking, yeah. you know, high school. Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King. Go look at everybody, fucking every. I have a dream, I have a dream. And they never changed. Ever. They never changed. Oh, well, we did over here on this side. Yeah, there was always a group of you guys. But collectively, never. So we should expect these type of attacks and rely on our creativity, which is you, what you're doing, because really what you are is a news film editor, and you put a story to it, and that story gets felt by your community. And that's honorable. That's a warrior. What is the creative? What's the evolution of that creativity? Right? Like, I've been challenged with that all my career. 
I, but like, I, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know the name of, of the person in the background. Armando? Talking. So sorry, Mando. Sorry, Mando. Like he said, it's, um, you mentioned that, uh, the news forgets after a week, you know, and the difference yeah. between us mm -hmm. is that, uh, for example, uh, Don Ignacio, he was stabbed eight times, 64 year old man. He was stabbed eight times in LA and, uh, we still keep in contact with him to this day. And now he's selling at the Pico Rivera sports arena safely you know nice um success story it's it, and 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 the we like and like what were you mentioning like we shouldn't exist you know this shouldn't be happening right and it's sad and i feel like our our community like you said we have to become sort of like a porcupine mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. yeah that's that's a great that's have a that. we have to you know why i like that example because yeah. it's kind of like the armadillo it creates its mm -hmm. own protection there was a reason why we love the turtle. There was a reason why we love the armadillo. Because it created its own protection. Yeah. We need to think like that. We're going to think like that. That's yeah. the evolution of your activism. I know you are. I know you're going to find creative solutions. Because the weight of the pain of the dysfunction. And let's face it. These are concentration camps mm -hmm. come on dude they're concentration camps if you poll everyone that lives in those poor neighborhoods i bet you they're all on public assistance most of them and i'm not talking shit i'm just saying that that's an area that suffers from extreme poverty right and so what's going to happen in those concentration camps in those projects in those reservations violence Violence is going to happen there because it's rampant with unstable mental health, drug addiction, molestation. What else do we expect from these communities? I'm, I hope I'm not sounding like I'm, I'm trying to make us look bad. I'm just saying white supremacy created these things for us to yeah. kind of feel like we can never get out of. All of us divided, all of us not working together, all of us scared to even talk to each other. But once we collectively come together with love, intelligence, creativity, that's more powerful than greed, in my opinion. Definitely. But I, I, I admire your work, brother, and keep doing it. Find you're a video editor that can tell a story. That's yeah. a powerful person because we look at, why do we look at the news? Because they edit it properly and they tell a story. And we're fucking there going, uh, oh, wow, what, 10,000 people? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, instead of getting, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying instead of. What I see you doing is going, one post, how many cities? How many attacks? Total number. Talk about it. Talk the specifics. Boom, 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 boom. See how you're becoming like a network of information just on this one subject. Man, you're a powerful person, brother, and I really admire your work, man. I'm going to keep saying that throughout this whole podcast because it's going to be... Thank you, man. You're going to be challenged. You have to be challenged. Yeah, like the, the you know, the term influencer gets used very loosely nowadays 
You know what I'm saying? But well, being I think a that's true the, influencer. You know what? You don't fucking influencer. You know, unfortunately, when it comes to people like him, you know, people say I'm an influencer, so I, I kind of understand like the weight it has on people right. when it comes to under knowing that anything that you post, a lot of people are gonna look at it. You know, not a lot of you know. It's you know, it's very tough to 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 get a following. Well, I'm saying I'm in the entertainment business. You know no, I get it. No, but I think that, I'm sure I'm sure Ian I think Wright, the word influencer really got put onto us as artist or or um, poet or actor or this this entertainment kind of thing. Right? right. But what you really are, if you just if you kind of just shift your 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 eyesight just a tiny bit and let that fucking influencer fly by your ear. And go, wait, I'm doing exactly what CNN does, but in truth. Man, that's far more than an influencer, bro. That's like, that's like a fucking news producer, right? Yeah. Someone that really kind of understands the story, knows how to tell it, can get very detailed about it. You need help. That's what you need. You need four or five of you. No, I'm getting it. Um, so we have a we have a routine. We have a whole process. Like not not only are we out there with people every day, giving them pepper sprays, uh, teaching them how to um, charge folks uh, with uh, Venmo, Cash App, or Zelle, so they won't have so much money in their pockets. Brilliant. Um, so we we're we're doing that. Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Honestly, bro, like there's like eighty percent of stuff that I do I don't post online. But um, but you need it's, to. It's, but you uh, need to, bro. You yeah, need to. But but luckily we have we have a good team. We have uh, Christian. Christian, my friend Christian Cardenas, who, uh, who's a, an attorney, we've been able to file like restraining orders for vendors who keep getting attacked by the same person. We've been able to um, get immigration attorneys to work pro bono to get uh, U visas for those that qualify. Um, you know, uh, I, I said I have a funny story. Um, well, it's not funny. It's actually a good story, uh, and it has to do with the LA Native uh, um, show that happened last year. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually met my my partner through 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 not just the LA Native show, but also through. Um, through uh, this activism that I'm doing towards wow. street vendors. So my girlfriend does security for rallies and protests. Um, wow. And uh, so I, we have met through protests, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a story I tell her all the time. So um, she had offered to do uh, security for street vendors because I had a whole group of securities I would go out and stand with the vendors during vulnerable times, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but then I, I I liked her, you know, and so I would see her on Instagram, and then I seen that she was uh, on her way to the LA Native show, you know, and I wanted to go too, so I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see what's up, you know, I I, I like this girl, you know, so whatever, and uh, we didn't get to hook up like that night at the LA Native, so we got to see each other, you know, oh, wow. and about two three weeks later, we actually went out for the first time after she did security for the street vendor, but uh, I'm never gonna forget that 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 day and and how i went to go see her at the la native show and we had a great time <laughs> and now you're on the podcast last being year. interviewed oh wow. now i'm in the podcast that's all I'm, I'm saying like i never felt worthy dude to be on this and podcast. i'm glad like, i'm glad nah, bro. So, hey, and i'm honored that we created that vibe yeah. you know what i'm saying to go yeah. out to an event you know what i'm saying because sometimes you know and now it, it's just that you know it comes time you know when we were studying the maya prophecies of 2012 and and um and the depth of it, not not like the general story of the end of the world or the hippie version of it, more like, what does it really mean? That count was a profound count. Look at it as a count and what it was going to do, right? And what it did was it shifted perspective. 
and if you had a horrible perspective, it went, you know what I mean? That's what we call a Trump supporter. Somebody who's just wild with thoughts. But if you were an intelligent individual with creativity, it turned people like this brother right here who became an activist for people who are vulnerable, right? From different, not, not only, they're not only from Mexico. I'm, I'm assuming they're from like Honduras and Guatemala and, you know, Salvador, Salvador, all these places that yeah. it's not just Mexico, you know, because when they get deported, if they get deported, they're going far, you know, and they had to go yeah. a long ways to get here. I mean, through different countries. And I want to, I want to say something that I haven't said in any podcast before. And I think it's, it's just something that needs to be said. You know, I feel like the people that are listening is people that are good people. Um, but uh, I would say, dude, I would say about 80% of street vendors that I come across are from Puebla, mm. um, Mexico, right? Oh, wow. And they, uh, a lot of them, a lot of them, and this is something that's very frustrating to me, a lot of them are paying off their debt mm. and to some not so good people, you know? Oh, okay. And they, they they are being they are being exploited, and they are being put into um, uh, dangerous positions, dangerous situations. Like you mentioned, when they're when they're being put out um, to sell late at night, and this is not our fault. This is obviously U.S. intervention, um, the whole colonialism, what right. the United States has done uh, to these southern countries, mm-hmm. and how they've caused this crisis. So um, that's something that I'm still trying to figure out. To whether how deep I get into this, you know, how how much danger I can get myself into or my family, you know. Absolutely. But, I mean, you you, you know, so you go this off is a whole different problem. Yeah. yeah, you go off doing a noble deed and then find out that the deed is wow could be very dangerous. And that and that's what I told you, bro. A lot of people think, you know, that being someone of 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 voice, someone with palabra, someone with with it has the activism and the heart that you have and it's it's not an easy road and then it starts to get deeper and deeper and deeper and then you find yourself in a way well what and and i believe me when i started my career in 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 being in somewhat of an activist for our community of indigenous genocide and survival um it started getting deeper and deeper and deeper right and the challenges started growing bigger bigger and bigger I, I know, use your creativity, bro. Creativity yeah. will always defeat that. Thank be- you. Because creativity comes from your heart. It doesn't come from your mind. It comes mm-hmm. from your heart. Your heart has a mysterious pump. What is the source of that pump? It's mysterious. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's powerful. It, it, it evokes emotions and passions. But it's not easy. It's not easy. And sometimes you have to stay quiet about things that you, you wish you, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just go, wow, I, I really can't help that, you know? And that's okay. Your job is not to help everything and solve everything. Get, that's, not, that's not our way either. Thank you. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, it it's, it's I crazy to, to think that you can. That's not I don't our think way. I can. That's... That's not like there's a lot of other people helping streamers too. And I'm like, there's been plenty of times like that I felt like quitting throughout this whole progress, the whole process, because there's other people that are doing the same thing, but they don't have good intentions and jealousy comes into play. And then, and also like um, just in general, how tiring it could be and how it, it's draining, you know. Um, but, you know, luckily we're, we're still here and I have a good support system. 
it's not just my my partner but we have like our friends that went out there all the way to san diego my friend no religion my friend silent victor uh no religion's wife and and chata uh these these great activists that just do the work without question you know and they go out there with us but it's it's been tough and i was just talking to a friend earlier today he he goes um you know i hate politics i don't like to get involved and that's what I'm, growing up in the hood we don't really care about politics i never cared i would i would have never cared if it wasn't for you know i, I got i was a victim of police brutality twice mm-hmm. you know i got beat up really bad by the cutter police department and the lapd in the same year mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that honestly i don't think i i, I never thought that change could even happen i just thought that you know the whole game was rigged already you know democrats republicans are all the same it's just rigged it's already there's no point in voting there's just no point of getting involved it's just it's already set up for us to fail and everything until like um of I mean, course, maybe i'm of course. sidetracking a little bit no of course it's but um it's like the Kodahe police department and growing up they were like like really terrorizing my city mm. we, we we have the second small city in la county and uh, but we are, we are the most densest. Like I think we're like top thirteen most densest city in the country, mm-hmm. and we had a police department that was stopping everyone back in two thousand nine. Every morning we had cops stopping everyone on, on Atlantic Boulevard, taking away the cars for not having licenses, taking away the cars for not having papers, um, beating up people, shooting people, sent people, uh, raping fourteen year old girls. Uh, we had uh, doing transas with the trunk trucking company, and. Honestly, like, I don't think I'll ever be able to top what we did back in 2010, but we we got together as a community. We started exposing all the stuff. We started attending the council meetings, attending the to town halls to the point where they had so many lawsuits. I filed a lawsuit uh, at the whole police department, which was a department that was built of, um, of, of police officers that were kicked out of other cities and um, got disbanded. The whole police department got disbanded. And to me, July, it was in July 2010, when I got that letter that of the news, it was like, the I it opened my mind. So I was like, holy shit, like, I could really, like, shit could really happen. Like, we could really, really make a change. And it, and it meant something to me so much. And it just opened the floodgates to, like, who I am now. Right. You know, so to so anyone listening out there yeah i know it, the game is fucked up yeah i know it's it's rigged yeah democrats are trash yeah republicans are trash but those little victories dude change so many lives that i'm happy with that and we can continue doing these things because if it wasn't for that cut it would still be fucked up and and all these other cities and and we have to have those small victories and continue pushing to whatever limit that we think that I mean, there shouldn't be a limit i think uh well, just just because I just because I suggested that to you know and you put it in your perspective that this is a reservation yeah. or a project or um, a ghetto or whatever it is that you put in your mind or whatever it is that you call where you come from, you know, it it doesn't mean that that you don't say anything. You could stand mm-hmm. up for yourself anywhere. Yeah, anywhere you should stand up for yourself wherever you are. That's another lesson I, I, I kind of learned at Mexico because they were like kind of protecting shanty kind of like they weren't very well constructed. They were like more poor. Right. But they they protected themselves. Yeah. They didn't rely on anybody. They said something. Right. They dealt with people in a certain way to protect their community. And that's what you did. 
and you did it in whatever way it could. Like, I don't like, we shouldn't put a label on like, well, I did it in an activist way or I did it with like petitions or I did it. Just do it. Just do it. Do it that way. Do it another way. You think a relentless attack is from every single angle, every single up, down, backwards, forwards. You're doing it in positions. You're doing it underground. You're doing it however you want to do. Just relentlessly, you know, um, addressing the environment. Because you have a right to say, hey, get your fucking boot off, get your fucking boot off my neck. Everyone has the right to say that. Yeah. We, we shouldn't be, you know, if we're bred to say, oh, well, let's just not say nothing while they keep putting a boot on my neck. Unfortunately, our grandmothers and grandfathers were kind of raised that way. You know, yeah. don't say nothing. My dad tells me all the time he thinks I'm going to get killed. He sees men in news, you know, I would think of that would be proud. He's like, oh, you know, because it's sad that a lot of our people um, that grew up in Guatemala, I'm, I'm from Guatemala, I actually was born in Guatemala. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know what happens to activists out there. Absolutely. Rugamenta, Pachu, yeah. Rugamenta Manchu. I mean, she was one of the, the ones that I, you know, man, some stories that she said were crazy. I think she's from Guatemala, right? Yeah. Rigoberta, you know who I, she is? No. Never read her. <laughs> Go look her up, bro. Let me write it down. I like to write it yeah. down on my notes. What's Rig- her name? I think it's Rigoberta Manchu or something like that. Manchu. Yeah. Okay. She is like one of the premier women activists. Um, kind of had to deal with paratroopers, like U.S. paratroopers torturing um, indigenous communities for certain resources. Um, she was one of the main activists. And that's the thing is like, you know, it's finally trickling down to the U.S. where we're trying to we're starting to see things that that third world countries go through, you know, and it's going to take a lot of creative people. It's going to take a lot of people with heart, a lot of people that, you know, just don't put your label. Don't put a label on yourself. You're not an activist, bro. You're you're an intelligent human being who's who has a heart the size of a, of of the world and 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 understand the positions that these individuals are going through and you and, and activist is such a small title for yeah i don't like it like it sucks because uh, there's this there's this meme that uh, a meme that went viral about i think four or five years ago and it said it said um i'll never forget it it says uh wanting to have clean water in your environment in your community shouldn't make you an activist wanting to have it was a whole list of right, things that right. are not normal. I think I remember know? that. And I, and I agree 100%, 150% with what you're saying. The stuff that I'm doing, too, it shouldn't make me negative. It's just survival. Yeah, it's a word that, that newspapers use to kind of point out people who are counterculture, right? Yeah. That's, not what, that's not what I'm doing with my art. I'm not a protester. I'm not an activist. I'm an artist. That will explain life as he sees it. That's yeah. what I'm kind of like. You're, you're, a, you're a reporter yourself. Exactly. In my own way. In the background. Right. Yeah. In my own way. Like I'm not very detailed. Like Immortal Techniques more detailed about like politics and people who I'm, I go deep, deep, deep into the depths of one's soul. That's what I tried to learn. You know, yeah. I want to go deep past past the yeah. pain of oppression because there, there, there are points in yourself and your being that you can sit comfortable, com- comfortable with knowing that 
the societies that you come from are unmatched on the globe. And not because it's better or smarter or more advanced. It's its own medicine. Just like Chinese medicine and, and, and anybody that created things, you know, in the past, Egypt, right? We have our own. It's 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 its own Rubik's cube that people have not even tried to figure out. And that's creativity and art through a life experience. It has nothing to do with capitalism, it has nothing to do with popularity, it has nothing to do it's a, what it has to do with is going deep into that soul, bypassing all the trauma, finding the true self that exists before trauma and reintroducing yourself to that, right? And taking root in that. And that's what we do when we stand up for ourselves and for our communities, like this brother does right here. Yo, I have a a message for everyone that's watching and that's going to be listening um, to our iTunes or Spotify. Support your local street vendor, man. Like, it's second nature to me. Yeah. Protect him, too. Protect him. Say something. Hey, what the fuck? You know, I'm going to call the cops on you. The street vendor don't call the cops on you, but I will. This person is attacking somebody. That's what we need to do. Exactly, Armando. You're I, exactly I hate right. Wa- yeah, and I, I hate waiting on the cops, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate the cops. <laughs> I mean, personally, I, I hate them all. Right. It's my opinion, though. Yeah. You know but sometimes it stops people in their tracks. You know, they get scared and they're like, fuck it. You know, all right. Fuck How it. do you feel about the to police? To be honest, media? like, to, to, sorry, to be honest, I, I wouldn't even do it if it wasn't beneficial for our people. The majority of who are undocumented because if they don't have a police report, they cannot qualify for a U visa. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that, dude, I, pff, no, but what them, I, but what I'm saying, though, is that the, the yeah. report, well, I mean, it, the, the police officer is going to talk to the vendor regardless. Yeah. Right. We're in a tough situation, but I believe that our creativity, I believe that our, our, our heart, our wisdom, I mean, man, I just look back at my own story and I, and I know that my grandfather came from a dirt village and became a diesel mechanic with no education. He just said, I'm going to go to school and learned, figured out a way. He figured it out for his family. For the love of his family. He gave them, he gave my mom an opportunity to grow up in the U.S. without, you know, what, what he thought was a better life. But my yeah. mom dealt with racism, right? He dealt with poverty, extreme poverty and, and non-educated life to going, oh, go, Miha, you go to school. You did. And my mom's not into school, so she didn't go to school. <laughs> you know, she, she chose her own life. My yeah. point is, though, that he put all his heart and soul and figured it out. I believe in our people. I believe in our, in, our, in our indigenous lineage. And if they could figure out how to put pyramids under celestial positions that mark times of, of the year, then the answer is in time, right? And how we use time. Once we get to those levels... and, and, and and to create profound pieces of art takes time. So we'll be patient. I know 100 years from now, the work that you did, the work that I'm doing, will be shown 
because I've seen it. My, my album, El Vu, 20 years from now, I've seen it. We contributed to that, whatever that is. The indigeneity, the, new, the newfound indigeneity that we found, not knowing that we're indigenous people, now we know because of groups like Asan Underground, groups like El Vu, and we continue that torch. Right? Can you yeah. let people know where to follow you? Most importantly, how they could help you um, yes, with funding absolutely. when you're raising money for, for these street vendors, man, because um, I see you very effective in doing it, you know, and it's not that, you know, I believe it's a choice is that I think you need to do it for these people, right? Raising money for them. It doesn't matter if it's through donation, GoFundMe, whatever. Yeah, but because yeah, street, vendors, street vendors don't get time off. They don't get paid vacations. They don't get... Um, protected healthcare. I mean, until now, California, but it's very, it's very necessary. I mean, I, I don't take personal donations, but whenever there's an attack, I put, I put up there. And one of the reasons why I got involved with street vendors too, um, because there was a, a street vendor who was beat up pretty badly in Long Beach. A random person just created a GoFundMe, pocketed like $5,000 and vanished. So I kind of became like first responder uh, for street vendors to the point where I help them create a GoFundMe and only they have the password. Um, not even me or anyone else. So as soon as that they're done um, and they want to withdraw their money and I, I hate that GoFundMe does take a little, a little piece. I think it's like 1% or 2%. It's not that much, but it's uh, it's transparent to everyone because when you post a Venmo or a cash app, no, nobody knows how much was donated. Right. Um, it shows a lot of transparency. And then um, basically, uh, I also teach them how to, even if you're undocumented, you can go get a prepaid debit card at, at a PLS check cashing place, and uh, it goes directly to them. And that's, to me, that's probably one of the most important work that we do, because there's a lot of people out there, dude, that take advantage. Um, so um, yeah, my pages are enamorado Alex underscore um, on TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, there's also um, two Senate bills that are on the floor right now at the assembly that are to be voted on soon. One is a good one that will streamline permitting pro uh, processes for uh, street vendors. And then the other one will criminalize them more. Uh, so it's it's a very crucial time for them because if, if the bad one passes, you're gonna see a lot of vendors getting arrested, a lot of vendors getting their food taken away. This is where it's important right now. Sadly, do I wanna work with this government and having to deal with this? No. But it's, it's, it's the where you know we're slaves to the society at, at the moment. Do I want to have an iPhone and 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 deal with Apple? Do I want to shop at? Do we want people shopping at Walmart? No. But it's something that that needs to be done for them now, and uh, it's it's very important. So and then another thing too, like I want the president to uh, sign an executive order um, to make these attacks uh, uh, even more serious. To 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 because there's a hate crime against any attack towards Asians. But there's nothing protecting uh, street vendors right now, where at least people can think twice well, about th it. There's a reason for that because they consider us prisoners of war. We're yeah. we're casualties. We don't need to be highlighted at all. If we're talking yeah. white supremacy, if we're talking the same thing, if we we can't we can't have a veil of it. Like it exists and it don't exist. And it always existed. We need to yeah, think they, that way. They, they try to be literally they try to be condescending towards but, it. I mean, I have a little but, bit of um, a comment to to what you're saying, though. I mean, it, petition and activism and all that stuff. When you're a runaway slave, right? 
Say you're a slave, right, on a plantation, right, and you're running away. And yeah. then you're running away with no shoes. And you, if you find a pair of shoes some, from the white man, you're not going to use them? You're not going to put those fucking shoes on and keep running? Right? Hell yeah. Right? If you see a, a nice little gun there or a shotgun or rifle that the white man brought, you're not going to pick it up and use it? That's not survival, bro. Not to use every single aspect of it. Now, it's your choice on whether how long you want to wait or believe that they'll change anything for you. Because I still feel that creativity is the thing, like a big parking lot from someone, private owner, right? Says, I, I'll let them do that, you know? That the creativity is the answer. As well as, throwing, like that, yeah. um, as well as throwing the arrows of petitions and protests and whatever it is that you do, there isn't just one arrow in your pouch. Mm-hmm. There's a multiple array of arrows that you keep flinging. Just a small part of it, yeah. Right. It's just one. It's just that petition, that 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 Senate bill, whatever, that fight for that. That's that. Just that one little shot. Boom. But there are others that I keep going. I'm relentless with my attack. Because yeah. the attack comes exactly. from a good place. Right? And it's not even an attack. It's really an awareness an ability to live in any environment, right? Yeah. The conquest was not the curse. The conquest was the lesson. It's the lesson. Will you remember how to be a community? Will you remember your herbal medicines? Will you remember the ancient songs? Will you remember the significance of the pyramids? The conquest wasn't the curse. It was the lesson. Mm -hmm. That's the a hard lesson. It's sad that that it's we have to right. get, but we, we have, have to, to. We have to stay. We we are very we disciplined people. We are very disciplined, very strong people. We are very disciplined, very strong people. We have to get back to that, and that's the lesson. That's the lesson, right? Tighter family, tighter communication. Tighter, 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 community, community, community. Resiliency, yeah. Yeah, because look at what yeah. you did at, for, um, what city was that? Were you? Cudahy. Cudahy. Look at what you did, I dude. love Cudahy, man. I grew up in Southgate. There you Shout go. out to all the homies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Cudahy, you know what I'm saying? But, I, yeah, I remember, man. I grew up in out there, man, and, and the, the cops, they were a raza tambien, and they were treating us like shit. Tokens. They have, they have to. They have to. I was more scared of my own Rasa cops than, than the white cops. They have to. Tell me, tell me any time in history. I'll wait, I'll wait for, for your answer. But tell me any time in history where cops were cool. Anytime. Anytime. Never. They've right. always been that way. So we shouldn't complain about somebody that we that it's like complaining. It's like being a <laughs> it's like being a turkey in the forest going, fuck man, that wolf always wants to eat me, man. <laughs> that fucking wolf always wants to eat me. I just got pulled over I like that. I like that. a couple of days ago like just that. just for nothing. I know. They pulled me over, too, when I left the Alley Natives. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So they pulled go, me over. They're just pulling over everyone right now. You know, it's just like, hey, but they have to. That's that. Our job is to know how to maneuver. They're, you know what? Dodge and weave. They're, there are wolves, and I'm sure animals that could smell. They, they're old, you know? They've lived life. They understand that their scent could be 
whoa, three miles. Oh, wait, there's somebody over there. I don't want to go that way. You know what I mean? We have to be like that in very tight environments. But we can do it, and we have done it. Man, if a person from, from El Salvador can take a train, cross one border, go on another, go through the road that they went through just to step on this land. Yeah. We can do a lot of things. Our grandparents accomplished a lot of things, but they, they wiped this white fucking paint over it. Like we're stupid or that, that, that we don't match up to them. And match up to what? What have you ever done? You've stolen everything. You're a thief. I don't have to match up with thieves. We come from intelligence. Cosmic energy, wisdom of the sun and moon. There's no comparison. Yeah. Keep your work up, bro. Keep your work up, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I like your analogy, but I also think that we're also we're also wolf. We're also lions ourselves. You know, we we there's times that we need to step up and step back. You know, this mm -hmm. not only was this land colonized and, and and stolen from our people, and but I think it's imperative that we we do have people like you. You know, so I want to give you a shout out. Oh, thank you. Because God. growing up in Kareje, to be honest, I wasn't exposed to a lot of our indigenous um, culture mm. of who I am and who we are. Um, a lot of 97% of people in Kareje are, are, you know, refugees who just came, like myself. Yeah. I'm not even, I wasn't even born here, bro. You know, and it's been, it's been really hard for me to even, you know, 10 years ago to even get a job or, or you know, be you know, do a lot of things, but and, and you're on that, the front um, lines, bro. You're on the front lines. Yeah, I you I use my little small privilege, dude. I became a US resident. So it's like it's you know, I still have a lot of you know, even though I got really lucky, I'm a convicted felon. Um, but uh I am a US resident and uh I, I use that little small privilege to put myself in the line mm. um because a lot of our folks uh are not uh, it's not that they're scared and not that that makes that makes them weak, but they're being strategic and cautious on, on how to speak up, right? So mm -hmm. we need to be out there and put ourselves out there, kind of put myself out there like a little shield. But um, I just want to thank you, and I want to thank LA Natives, and I'm still learning every day about Maya indigenous culture, Maya, mm -hmm. you know, because I am Mayan, wow. you know, especially my dad's side. Wow. And I can't wait to be able to go back to Guatemala mm -hmm. and, and be able to um, learn more, mm -hmm. learn more and decolonize everything. You know, for myself from everything like i i i grew up jehovah's witness and i stopped being a jehovah's witness when i was around 17 years old mm -hmm. i had to decolonize from myself and it was very hurtful i i went through like a three-year depression because i really did believe in it and that god i really did i really felt like that was you know whether i died i was gonna go and see all my i was gonna see my brother again i was gonna see you know all the people that i had, had to bury and it was just a whole big lie and it was just it's super hard and 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 let's not give up on our people too who who are having decolonized themselves from christianity or catholicism because it, it takes uh we need to plant those seeds we won't be able to change their minds right now but give it two years let's and be not, patient with them yeah i i, it's, it's, I it's, thank it's, you it takes a lot of patience thank you for your your kind words bro i mean i can't tell you how much that means to someone who's been working this long and doing what i do um, and now I have a voice through this podcast. And so you're, I'm honored that you're here because, man, you're a resident, bro. And you are on the front lines, bro. That is a warrior, man. That is somebody that just doesn't, 
who, who fights from a different position, right? You fight from the energy of your heart, not your mind. Your mind is there, but your heart is what leads. That's like, that's very, very impressive, my friend. That Thank you. You are that. one of the, the great individuals. And I know you're going to come up with creative solutions and evolve your, your, your work because we have to evolve. We don't get, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm glad that it was him that I got to share this message. With. Don't let the movement just chew you up because there's a lot out there. There's a, like you said, it's been relentlessly happening. Be strategic, be creative, do it from your heart, then let it process in your mind. But don't start in your mind because your mind has so many roads, so many avenues. It's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a maze, but your heart has one road, truth. It's a straight line, truth. That's why I don't fear anything I say. And if they do try to hurt me, then they will put me only with the inevitable, which is our great friend, our guide, is death. Yeah. Not in a cryptic way, in an inevitable way, we all face it. So I'm going to talk truth then. I'll talk yeah. from my heart. I'll show my love and not be embarrassed or ashamed. That's what LA Natives events are about. That's what plant-based Aslan is about. That's what this brother's work is about. You're, you're, you're a brave brother. It was, it was an honor to interview you, bro, for sure. Thank you, and likewise. And like I said, thank you for everything you're doing. And like I said, we will continue learning. And um, we got to keep our culture alive, especially now that the, the whole world is connected more than ever because of the internet. And, and a thousand years from now, a new language will emerge and we have to be super uh, uh, strategic in how to keep our indigenous languages in that conversation and mm -hmm. keep our, our culture alive because it could easily get forgotten because of white supremacy and how it invaded all the world, you know, 88% of the world. Are. I don't but worry too much I, more about white supremacy. I'm, I know we're in the midst of it, but... When you yeah. go, this is my shit, just because you killed everybody and just took their books doesn't mean you know it, right? That's, exactly. what I, that's the way I feel about people who are colonizers or conquerors or individuals that they feel like, oh, well, all I have to do is kill you and hold your knowledge. No, you have to learn, connect, implement, uh, be humble to use that kind yeah. of wisdom. You have to be humble. You ain't humble, then you're on. You're fucking in kindergarten. You're in preschool when it comes yeah. to wisdoms, when it comes yep. to profound teachings. And so, anyways, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for the work that you do. Continue to be creative. Thank continue you. to evolve. We're gonna let you go now. And uh, thank you for all that Rastaslan sure. tribe out there who's been chatting. And, uh, and, you know, giving us your opinions and, and I just, I, I feel really grateful to be a part of this community because we're coming back and we're coming back strong. I love my vendors, man. Like I, I love every single one of them, all the vendors that I support, man. It just, yeah. it, it's a different bond compared to just going to a fast food joint or a restaurant. Yeah, you see them from exactly. the ground up, yeah. you know? 
from the ground yeah, up. and they they own they own their their own means of production mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it they're not they're not a part of any oligarch they're not a part of they're not at taco bell where you're you know you're profiting uh and a billionaire and then just exploiting workers they all own their own means of production the majority of food sellers and um so it's 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 a beautiful thing so let's uh yeah continue supporting our vendors and thank you for having me on here where we can shed light and expose what's going on right now and uh yeah so for everyone that wants to get involved just uh like uh, mando said support your street vendors get to know them have a conversation with them get the contact information because you don't want to be at your house and then you see them getting attacked and be like hey i know that that's don pancho but i don't have his number because i you know and you could easily get in contact with them and even get a hold of you know the people that help them out you know because i'm not the only one you know we have ten thousand street vendors in la county alone you know so uh, so it's a it's a mountain whoever it is it's a whoever mountain. it is it's not just it's this is this is not about me dude. but like, you know what the work the work I, I, you know what armando i think the work that brother does right here just inspires other people to say something you know what i mean because without your work no one will know right and it just becomes a shock and they're like whoa what the fuck is happening you know but yeah the, the, we have to that's the that's the part that i'm trying to hammer home in terms of like what the lesson is in mexico is that it's kind of like a beehive. If you mess with one of them, mm-hmm. all of them come out. We need to, and, and when you have that type of information, nine out of 10 people will protect somebody who's being robbed, right? Exactly. We have to bring that to the conscious of people, the consciousness of people. And most people are good. Most people are good. They'll have their prejudices. They're not perfect, but they yeah. don't like to see people get hurt. I don't like to see people get hurt. I know there's a lot of people that are, are, are just, they feel the same. Some people aren't. Some people are cold. But that's really yeah. kind of like in the East Coast due to the weather. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we got fucking sunshine over here, 365. Uh, and I just I just came back from New York, dude. I, I For the first time, I, I love New York. I think it was like the whole other, I don't know, it was similar to L.A. but I don't know, but just, um, there's, there's just some people that are just you cold know what? as fuck. You know we're in Ojados because of this heat dude yeah. even in my household like I, I noticed everyone changing like as soon as the heat comes out like in the hood we used to say that when the heat comes out the heats come out oh, yeah. like dude yeah it gets crazy we're, we're we're pretty wild too you know yeah well we're all the same but in the sense that you know we have really good weather <laughs> we don't fucking have to deal with <laughs> all right y'all well thank all you right, so much friends. for having me I appreciate thank you, you. and I'm right, um, looking forward to see you. I'm, I'm gonna try to make your show on July 22nd with oh, the homie. Oh, cool, man! Thank you. Stuff. We appreciate that. Sure. Absolutely. All right. So, zero. Any last words? Nah, just you know, stay together, <clears throat> man. That I think the moral of this story is this, or this podcast, or this interview is to see how powerful community could be. You know, evolve your activism into something that becomes a network, something that becomes more informative, not for yourself. The age of self is gone. That's gone, man. We're in the age of community. Yeah. You know? Why? What do you think influencer influencers are? Influencers are individuals who have a large community. Right? That's what it is. We're in yeah. the age of community. So use your community to bring peace to your environment because that's true prophecy. No matter what this yeah. colonizer wants to impose on our great mother, Tonansi. They don't have that type of power. You need to be connected to have that type of power. 
you know, when you killed off our our elders and our our medicine men, you think you they went away? No, they didn't. They just had a good relationship with death, and they understood to stay away for a certain amount of time until we learned our lessons. Now is that time to love your family deeply, to protect your community around you, to support people who you feel are leading the path to that peace inside of you. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you.